So, welcome to the Nine Hertz podcast. That was a band called Suffering Hour, who we've actually followed quite a bit with the Nine Hertz website as well as the podcast. We're just looking back on on some of the bands we've played, and yeah, these these have come up a few times, haven't they, Pete? We've we've played them, I think, on podcast number two. You said yes from the first album. I picked uh, one of the songs from our top ten songs of the year. So they've you know they made an impression right from the start. And I think you, you've reviewed everything they've done as well, haven't you? So that's pretty amazing. Yes, yeah, you instantly knew from the debut album that they had something special and, and that takes a lot it takes a lot even you know there's a the, on the boundaries between death and black you know these are genres that have been around for 30 years you know it's, it's it takes a lot to sound exciting and different at the same time and they do and they have done you know this album is you know it's been a few years coming and you know give you the excitement about it coming uh, and you wondered whether they can they grow from there and i think they've delivered massively Although I say that, it took me a while with this. I listened to it. Uh, we got an advanced promo, you know, through to the email account. I just didn't, it didn't click with me straight away. And I thought, oh, you know, shame, you know, I was really looking forward to it. And But I knew I had to go back to it. And I did. And all of a sudden, I was like, I get it. I get it now. And I think that's well, partly my own kind of short attention span, probably. But also, it's complex. It's, you know, it's. It's got a lot going on and it, it needs that investment and it definitely deserves it because you get the payoff at the end. And suddenly, you know, I was listening to this song and I was like, I get this completely now and it is wonderful and it's amazing, progressive, extreme metal. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's it's dissonant, it's, it's really dense. You say it's probably got a lot more underneath, bubbling under the surface than they realise as well. And yeah, I just I love the whole record. I had it on several times this week. Can't quite believe I missed them before, really. But um, yeah, the, the name rang a bell, and I knew we'd played them at some point before. So yeah, I think um, I'll be dipping back into their back catalogue after this. I think you mentioned they've, they've done like a, a singular sort of twenty-minute track in the past as well. Yeah, it was the Dwell EP, and that was that was just something different again. You know, they kind of that's what they came back with originally, and it's like, well, here's a band willing to kind of not stick to the same formula. So you could tell that they've got something about them, definitely. Yeah, it's unapologetic stuff. I love it. So, uh, yeah, the album's called The Cyclic Reckoning, and you can get that at sufferinghour.bandcamp.com. Okay, so uh, it's the Nine Hertz Podcast. As ever, we're playing nine of the best tracks that we've been uh, sent or that we've found uh, through scouring the internet. And uh, if you want to sort of send us your music, uh, you can get in touch with us at editor at ninehertz.co.uk. Again, we've got a packed podcast full of absolute... Yeah, it's, it's eclectic again. Uh, like we say this every time, but I think it's just that's just the nature of the podcast now. Speaking of which, this amazing band that I've I've never heard of before, but it just sort of took my attention completely last week. Uh, called Hallucination. Now they seem to be a two-piece, and uh, yeah, they've released an album on on Sentient Ruin. It's it's all over within about ten or fifteen minutes, but yeah, it, it's just straight for the jugular, crusty stuff with like a noise film over the top. Um, I think that's the best way I can describe it, Pete. What did you make of it? Yeah, pretty much the same. It, it's kind of, it's almost difficult to experience. It's like a high-pitched noise running through the album, you know, which reminds me of, a, you know, that band Seti Star Sept, which, you know, like a Japanese kind of grindcore. I listened to um, a release they put out once, and it was just, I, I, I struggled to listen to it. It was, that, you know, it was painful, and there's a bit of that in there. But then as I was listening to the album, I, I realised afterwards my mind had wandered to... Um, to thoughts of like the one in 12 club and you know in bradford you know the amazing anarcho crust place and and bands like doom you know that came out of that scene and th- that's what this has made me think of which is which is brilliant it's, it's db as it should be yeah absolutely um they, they sort of call it japanese styled noise crust which is pretty right. spot on as well i think so i think you're sort of spot on with the seti star sets comparison there but it owes a lot to dirty gutter kind of venues and and that kind of anarcho-political sort of bent that you get with these kind of bands, but there's something else to it, and I think it's it's produced in such a way that it just crushes you as you listen to it. So really, really interesting. So they're from Philadelphia. Don't really know much about them, but yeah, this this is a, an astonishing little release. Uh, it's just self-titled, um, and you can get it at sentientruin.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play you a bit of a blast off this. This is Combat Conditions. <laughs> Yeah. 
So as we go from the absolute abject noise of hallucination, we're going to something a bit more peaceful, um, but a bit more kind of jam band uh, styles here with a band called Triciclo that you found, Pete. I love this. It was it was just like a the whole release is just a really blissed out kind of instrumental piece of work, really, isn't it? I mean, it's it's just amazing. I kind of I just came across it, and there's an open you know the opening riff on this track, in fact, and of, of the release is it's a bit kind of gives a false impression. It's 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 a bit more sprightly than the rest of the work is. It's it's almost like Southern States stoner rock sound, and I'm, I'm splitting hairs. It's only kind of um, only to like a stoner rock trained ear um, would that be kind of something deceptive. I don't think anyone else would pick up on it, but <laughs> it's it's more airy than that, more luscious psych, like you say, like blissed out, and it's still heavy. You know, it's still from the stoner rock kind of wider boundaries, and it reminds me of those band. You know, it reminds me. Of other bands from Argentina that I'm aware of, like Los Natas and Aya, you know, it, it's it feels to have to say this is you know a huge country. But if if these these are my experiences of Argentinian music, this is amazing psych music, and I'm happy with that. So long may it continue. There was just there's a bit. It's, it's about I think it's about ten or fifteen seconds before the three minute mark in this song, where it just changes slightly, and it just grabbed me instantly. It's kind of sat up and knew that this is something I loved. It just you could tell it's got layers and it's got kind of this beauty to it and I just I just instantly knew I was playing it tonight. Yeah, I just love the um, production on it actually. It just sounds so warm and so genuine and um, I think I think it's possibly the other track on here where it just ends with them uh, in fits of laughter and you know when you sort of get that insight into the studio it's, it's quite sort of you feel part of it and I think that's um, part of its charm here. It's, it's yeah. quite sort of Like Sky honest. Valley does. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Mm. Yeah, that kind of um, you know you could be in the room with them. It's that it's that clear. So yeah, I um, I absolutely love this, and it looks like they've got quite a few releases um, from the last few years. Um, this looks like their second release of this year, actually. This they released something called Abia in uh, January. So um, yeah, this uh, this is a, a record called Yalla, and you can get it at triciclobanda.bandcamp.com. Yeah, we're going to play Arda.
So we're going a bit strange with this next one. So an Indonesian outfit called Senyawa really caught my attention this week. So this is one of the Bandcamp featured bands uh, just off their homepage. And they do put like all sorts on there to be honest. So this is um, from British label Phantom Limb. And yeah, it just kind of, to me, it sounds like a ritualistic kind of plodding kind of sound, but with like a doom sensibility all the way through it. And I thought you might do this one, Pete. And I did, yeah. It's that it's that combination which... You know, they, they, it says there's homemade bamboo instruments. It's sound from the region, you know, added with these kind of monolithic elements of darkening mass, concocted through this noise and drone and doom, not kind of in normal kind of structures, but through the notes creating this threatening, dense atmosphere. You know, and they're almost kind of minimally there in the back, but combined, it just sounds completely otherworldly in a in a really good way because all of a sudden it's, it has the, you know, it has the kind of elements which are going to attract me there, but it's just strange and different, and I really like that. I think it's something like it's the type of thing you'll kind of see at Supersonic next year. Yeah, it's got like a drone element to it, and it's got like a enough to keep you know the, the casual listener interested. I think from yeah. from a, like a metal perspective, I guess, but. I think just like you say, the the Indonesian elements of it and the and the traditional instruments just make it so much more interesting, and and the sh- shamanistic vocals as well, like really quite haunting. The rest of the album is is equally just as crazy and as as mesmerizing, really. So I'd urge people to go and take a listen to this. So um, the album's called Alkisa, and we're going to play the song Istana. <laughs> Thank you. 
So this is possibly the third time uh, we're going to play this next band, but with good reason. I mean, we can't get enough of this band. Throth, who I don't think we played too long ago, to be honest. It wasn't too long last since month. their last release. <laughs> last month, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's amazing to sort of see them this productive. Everything they release is just, yeah, it, it's kind of hitting the mark. And I think this one um, possibly explores other kind of genre tropes as well. So, I, I mean, I, I sent you this... Uh, album like halfway through the week um, to sort of compare to it and it's like almost like American alt indie stuff um, a band called Magnetic Field and it, the the sort of the drudgery of it and the abstract sadness that's on display here I think sort of hit me but yeah we've, we've been following this band for a while haven't we and, and this is another brilliant release like you yeah. couldn't not play it really. And the fact they're so prolific you know you start to you know, look look forward to finding you know finding the email from Bandcamp telling you they've got a new you know new one out because like I say it's only I think it was New Year's Day the last one came out and they're turning into one of my favourite bands you know they just they just are there's they've got little social media presence if any um, they just you know like I say I'm reliant on Bandcamp to tell me something's there and then you really chuffed it is and then this time I thought well I don't have to pick it for the uh, for the podcast you know I, I can just enjoy it without you know I can enjoy music without it being a, a filter to um for the podcast um and then I was listening to it and I've got to play it again it doesn't matter that it's only a month since we played them because it because it's that good there's so many different ways you can look at it with that that mixture that kind of real plodding heavy doom sound which it is with you know the shoegazy indie vocals you know which are kind of very dry and but cleanly sung you know it got me thinking of even something like if one one stupid thought Ed was like a Soundgarden record played at the wrong speed you know slowed down or you know or, or bits of you know even like say there was tracks which remind me like the raw kind of early Nirvana but like re-recorded by Sun or Bong or someone you know I, you can get into that place with it because it takes you into places you're not used to and they've done this consistently now and they just sound amazing you know every time and this song in particular since it came out i've had on daily i wouldn't know which track to pick from this because i enjoyed so many of them and uh, to me they're, they're more of like an art rock band i imagine they turn up to a gig play and kind of shuffle off and you wouldn't really get to know them or, or get to speak to them i think they'd be quite private and you know it, that kind of goes with the like lack of social media and this prolific nature but just not really announcing not really much fanfare at all for it which is amazing so yeah i think people should just listen to this band um should delve into their records they're just brilliant so um we could play a song called i run and it's off uh, their latest record which is called each in their own way we suffer and you can get this at throth.bandcamp.com
So uh, it, I always find it really interesting when bands do um, sort of split releases, especially when it's part of a series. So uh, I was quite interested to see that uh, this series is almost well on its way to sort of an established kind of uh, happening, really. I mean, this is uh, Heavy Psych Sounds Records have put out these things called Doom Sessions, and we're on volume three already, uh, which is a band called Sixteen that we've played before and a legendary, uh, and a band I've never heard of before called Grime. So, um, Pete, I gather there's like Conan, Acid Mammoth, and all sorts of bands involved with these, and yeah, it's going to be a bit of a journey of discovery, I think, for some of us. Yeah, and the next one's uh, Bongzilla in tons. So yeah, more to come as well. They, they, they seem to put you know like an international band with uh, I, I don't know if it's exclusively Italian bands, uh, but I know kind of a lot. There are heavy sax sounds in an Italian label. Um, so that you know these big bands, sixteen Bongzilla, Conan, you know these these are big names. Yeah. So I love a split record, and this is a really good idea. Yeah, just sort of like a melding of of minds and like-minded people yeah i like it um so yeah i mean um love the 16 tracks on this like um we've played them before and, and you know if you listen to this podcast you probably know who they are grime i'm not familiar with at all but just really sort of struck me as quite bold sludgy and, and yeah just just really sort of impressive I'd, I'd, i didn't really have any comparisons to make really i just really thought this was a, a great sort of split release and you know these yeah. bands just sound like they'd get on really well on a tour even yeah. maybe collaborating together. Yeah, and they do, you know, they do well because it's not a competition, you know, this is a collaboration, but they, you know, I don't want to say they outshine 16 because that's, you know, I don't mean any bad on them, but, you know, they do well to kind of, you know, I, I, I was going to pick this track as well before you had, and this, they've come to my attention through this, which is, you know, one of the aims of a split release, I always think, is for fans of the other band to learn, you know, to learn about them. But it's, you know, it's fierce, it's unholy, it's, it is grimy, um, you know, well-named. It's slightly outside of the normal heavy psych sounds fair, you know, which is... Yeah, it's very heavy for them, isn't it? Rock. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as ever, this unbreakable intrinsic bond between Stoner and Doom and Sludge, it's, it's still a natural home. And, yeah, I'm glad to have found them as a result. 16 are sort of famous for being a relapse band, so it's quite nice to see them at home on another label for once as well. Um, really cool. So yeah, uh, you can get this on vinyl as ever. I think because um, Heavy Psych Sounds are very keen on pressing uh, various colours and various sort of weights and things of, of vinyl, so you can get a striped version of this if you're quick. Looks amazing. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be sort of sticking uh, to this series like glue, really, just to see what else comes out. Can't wait to hear that Bongzilla one. To be fair. So if you want to hear this, you can get to heavypsychsoundsrecords.bandcamp.com. All right, so we're going to play the grime track from this, and it's called. A piece of meat.
so we're welcoming on to the podcast next uh, an old favourite, friends of Nine Hertz, I'd say, uh, Slomatics uh, from Belfast. And we've just worked out they're probably about as old as Nine Hertz. They, they sort of formed in 2004, and I think we sort of got our act together in 2004. So, yeah, feeling very old from, from looking at that. But, um, yeah, they've done an amazing split, uh, as ever, uh, with uh, a band called Ungraven, which is uh, John from Conan, along with uh, members of Tusker and a guy from Fudge Tunnel. So yeah, just that that is a, a brilliant little project. But we 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 had to play somatics, you know. It just seemed right, and that their tracks are just cavernous, brilliant as ever. You know, just loud and to the point. That they've always been a, a sort of special band for me and you, I think, haven't they, Pete? Yeah, I love them, and I'll play every release they put out. You know. It's- we're talking about Throth before, you know, one of my new favourite bands, you know, one of the new kind of bands coming up through our UK doom scene. And Somatics are at the other end of that, you know, like I say, they've been around for so long. And it's testament to them that they're still, they're still putting out music, which is amazing. You know, still listen to records from throughout, you know, we're talking about the Cassiana EP from really early on. I've had S. John album on recently. I got a mug off them during lockdown. Which has got the album artwork on it, which I'm not the keenest on weird uh, merch for bands, but I had to get it because that's you know it's one of my favourite albums and it's it's one of my favourite album covers. There's that bond you kind of I think you feel with them if you know if you've been if you've been following for so long or even if you're new to them because they're still so good and they're still so relevant and important. No more so than here. This just exemplifies why this track is is stunning. We've heard the Ungraven track. I mean, it is the pre-release track as well, we should say. And the Ungraven tracks are really good. They have that. Whenever you kind of hear uh, John Davis from Conan Talk, he's often referencing bands like Sepultura and Fudge Tunnel and Nailbomb from the mid-90s. And you can hear that influence. You can hear it in Conan, to be fair, if you really, you know, if you're in Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, as it moves slightly away from the doom here, you can... You can pick up on all those elements, and that's my era. You know, that's my era of metal. That's what I was into in the mid '90s. So that's fantastic. It's, it's another great release. We've played. That's two uh, songs from Splits in a row, and Slomatics have formed there as well. They did the uh, Mammoth Weed Wizard Bastard. They've had the split with Conan as well. There's others. Uh, Agent of the Mirai back in the day, many many years ago. So another great release, and you know, great artwork, which is what split should do it should just be something you want to hold and have and you know it feels a bit special yeah the um the record looks pretty damn special as well there's two two different sort of colors here they've called it starburst for one of them uh, and green and black for the other one so yeah again just just a brilliant release and and what better match can you get really it, it just it just makes so much sense basically so yeah we're gonna play the slamatics track uh khan which has been their the pre-release like you say and you can get this at blackbowrecords.bandcamp.com
So it's always really cool to see a band that we've kind of championed in the past being picked up by people who can bring them to a bigger audience because, you know, God knows we try, but, um, you know, there's there's ways and means of, of getting your music heard. And um, an amazing band that we played in 2019 have been picked up. They're called Carcate uh, from Israel. And um, we loved their debut EP. It was just so experimental and off the wall. We couldn't make head nor tail of what it was supposed to be or, or where it was heading. Other reviews have called it sort of like Boston hardcore mixed with Norwegian black metal and things like that. So take from that what you will. But to me, it was deeply experimental and it's so strange. So it was called Yakum Kium EP. And yeah, it, it they've been picked up by uh, a brand new label called uh, Walls and Vibrancy Records. What they're actually doing is releasing their new record, but they're actually pressing this debut EP on the other side of the vinyl. So uh, more people get to hear it. So really, really pleased to hear that. We're going to play a song called Tlat Melet which uh, is sort of like the only one they've released off this so far. But yeah, the, the record uh, is called Yevul and promises to be, well, we've actually heard the whole thing and it, it just promises to be so so much more of the same, just this deeply experimental sound. I mean, this, this new track, Pete, is perhaps possibly one of the more accessible ones, would you say? Probably, yeah, but it's still, you know, it's, it's still strange. out there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, from... The kind of I remember the artwork grabbing me from the first release before you'd heard it, and then you know, and then the music just going even beyond that. It's just it's exciting, modern, yet vitriolic, cutting edge grind. You know, I think grind opens itself to experimentation, and and because of the speed of it, because of the pace of it, and you know, therefore the almost the technicality in it, and it's just this grind discordance. On the website, they kind of on the Bandcamp, I think it is. It says they describe themselves as grinding existential unease perfect description <laughs> yeah, yeah and i like that a lot this track like you say it's probably the most accessible which is saying something because it doesn't feel that way if you hear it uh, on its own but elsewhere i was thinking is it, it, does it feel rawer maybe even darker than that first release i, I actually went back and listened to that the other day and, and maybe not maybe just kind of because it sounds kind of fresh and exciting you forget that it's still is you know like I say this fierce vital grindcore was really good yeah i mean they've they've sort of said here that they they, tr- they tried to perfect their studio sound and anti-genre compositions which is perfect yeah completely unique band and i, I can't wait to hear what they get up to and i'd love to see this band live i mean if anyone can bring them to the uk then you know i'd, I'd go and see it straight away i imagine they're as raucous as as they sound on record i mean they've they've dropped some <laughs> influences in in here and it, this just shows you how non-pigeonholed they are i mean they've mentioned the bands morbid angel current 93 and pig destro in the same breath so you know that kind of says it all really naked city this heat it's all there really so yeah if you want to um if you want to sort of track these down uh, this isn't out until april uh, but you can hear this on youtube uh, and if you follow Wolves and Vibrancy Records, I'm sure they'll be uh, dropping it soon. Uh, but if you want to hear the uh, debut EP, Yechum, uh, you can get that at carcate.bandcamp.com. We're going to play the song Tlat Melet. <laughs> Yeah. 
So we're going to end this week with some really interesting music from a guy called Timo Ellis. And uh, for those unfamiliar, he's a vocalist and multi-instrumentalist who seems to have appeared with everyone who's anyone, and like some pretty sort of big names here, so like Mark Ronson, John Zorn, the Melvins, Ween. And yeah, it's just, I did not know what to expect from this, and apparently there's there's loads of, of records that are just all over the place from him. So, Pete, you found this, and the album's called Death Is Everywhere. And this song, it reminded me of kind of like that weird pop sort of pop rock kind of stuff you got in the sort of mid 2000s um (laughs) united states of whatever that song that kind of novelty song and stuff but but this is so much better as well yeah yeah yeah. well we got it sent for review and i didn't know the name but when i read the bio um i realized i know one of his bands which is uh, a band called netherlands from new york and he's a singer for that band and because he's just you know he's a singer now and he's here it's very similar netherlands probably a bit heavier and i reviewed them i don't know five years ago maybe there's an album they had called uh audubon and honestly I'd, I'd recommend people go check it out especially if they like this but even if not it's this kind of strange heaviness to it allied to these really distinct vocals which you, you know which obviously come across even more so here and you know i reread that review and, and a lot of kind of the same things I wrote then are evident here. Kind of, it's almost like torch by art students, you know, like, yes. you know, you're saying like pop rock is that pop, pop kind of with a crunchy sludge sound almost. And torch by art students sounds terrible, but it's not a dig and it's not a bad thing. It, it sounds, it sounds alive and it sounds, sounds fun, but it sounds good as well. And another comparison I wrote in the review, which I think is worth repeating because I'm surprised I wrote it, but it's quite funny, is, is halfway between the Melvins and the Darkness. Yes. Um, which, which <laughs> again, <laughs> sounds like a bit of a car crash, but somehow it comes out the other side with you singing along. It's you know equally terrifying and exciting, and that's not a bad kind of, a bad thing for music to be, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. I mean, it's got kind of a little bit of talking heads in there, maybe. It's got, yeah, just, just really strange pop sensibilities um, combined with, like you say, that grungy kind of rock edge to it, you know, sludgy rock edge to it. You know, I think the music, particularly in the heavy parts, does sound a little bit like the Melvins. So, yeah, I, I think people will have to kind of listen to this and just decide for themselves but I, I thought this was loads of fun and, and just a really good way to end the podcast this week so the song's called Vampire Rodeo and you can get this at timoellis.bandcamp.com the album's called Death is Everywhere so we make it this and we'll see you next week Cause billions of people can in fact be wrong.